In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission, to combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Carjoman! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 310 of the Call Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... Still one half Ooh. of the FWF Tag Team Champions yeah. and the greatest villain in the history of Eternia. I am the Magistrate, Captain Joe Shoes. It's good to see you, Gomez. How you doing, buddy? What's up? I am horrible. Oh, what? This is not how we like to start the show. Gomez, we had this conversation a little while ago. And when I say that, I mean like two episodes ago. But when you have so many good things happen to you at one Uh, time, uh there's only one way to go. Isn't that right? Oh, I know. We're not ready to start that descent, baby. We weren't ready, but here we are. The universe has righted itself and taken its shit on the captain. Oh, my God. This is unacceptable. What's... What's going on over there, baby? What happened? We talked last week that I was going to be going on a big Disney vacation, and Gomez, it was the worst. <laughs> this, is, this is not what? This is not. Uh, you've been waiting for this trip? Well, oh, this is very upsetting. And to it's hear. not I... the worst because of anything Disney did. I went to the parks. Mickey Mouse held my FWF tag team title belt. We took wonderful pictures together. Minnie was very impressed by my strength. Honestly, if there weren't other people around, I kind of think that I had a chance. I could have gotten into some of that mouse money myself. Whoa, scandalous. But the people I was with, Gomez, this is awful. Awful. Oh, this is. Bro, how long have you been playing this trip? It's been a couple months, Months, right? Well, yeah. This, I was so excited to hear about all the fun stuff you did, the rides, the food, and you're sitting here telling me. It was an awful experience. This is just... It felt like I wasn't welcome on the trip, Gomez. I felt that from day one. Tried convincing myself I was still having a good time. And then, a couple days into it, I got a message saying, Hey, these people would appreciate you not coming because they feel like they can't be themselves with you around. And I was like, well, I don't know what I did because you people been ignoring me for the whole fucking trip. (laughs) First of all, see, this is the first of all, they knew you were coming. It's not like this is brand new, like you just popped up. If you just popped up, I could see it being a problem last minute. Oh, you know, third wheeling it, whatever. Bro, you this has been on the book. Did you pencil this shit in months ago? Yep. So this is just unacceptable. And then can't be yourself. 
what fucking amazing person was this personality here? Just oh, I can't be myself, bro. I can't. Not let loose. amazing at all. I can't like let at loose. all. <laughs> like what the fuck, bro? That is the balls of someone to tell you. Just uh, hey, I know we had this shit planned out, but uh, you want to not come to the rest of the trip? That's just wild, bro. Yo, it was literally it was one of my like longtime friends, and then it was like her friend and the friend's husband. And I just didn't feel like I was part of it. I felt it was kind of uncomfortable, you know, but it's new people and it's the sure. first day or whatever. So no big deal. But then by day two, didn't feel any better. Day three, not any better. You know, I felt like whenever we took a picture, they didn't really want me in the picture because I'm not part of their crew. You know, I just got that vibe. And in all honesty, I considered being like, you know, making up an excuse of like, hey, yeah, sorry, something came up. I got to run to Boston to be with my friends at Live 14 at Kowloon's, which would have been a hell of a lot more fun. But no, I, you know, I said, oh, no, I planned this trip. You know, it was four people, even numbers for the rides, all that stuff. Yeah. And I just was sitting there right before we did Boozing with the Toys on Friday night, get a text message saying, we're just going to do our own thing. But we we did have a good time with you. Okay. You had such a good time with me that you don't want me around. That's some bullshit. Like, don't even say nothing. Some people just, like, don't say nothing, bro. You said your shit. That's it. We had a good time. Shut the fuck up. No, you didn't. That's so stupid. Oh, Joe, this is. uh... So this has been someone I've known for over a decade now. Did you know these people? You ever meet these people? I never met these people before. But I'm sure they've heard of you, right? I mean, it's not like you some stranger. I would assume they heard of me in the sense that, like, I've heard of them. Like, I know they exist. Yeah, you know what, what I mean? mean it's, not like, sure. it's not like this is the first time I've ever heard their names mentioned. Because it's always, oh, my friend. And yeah, yes. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. So I'm sure they they knew I was coming because we had matching Disney shirts that we wore. You know, like they had a shirt. Oh, my God. You had shirts? <laughs> yeah. There are names on it and shit. That's just, I can't even believe it. Did you enjoy Burn the any? shirt afterward? Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you, like, enjoy any? Like, did you get some enjoyment out of it? Like, when it wasn't? Honestly, the best part of the entire trip was when I went to Magic Kingdom the first day before they got there. And I got to meet <laughs> Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and take pictures with the belt outside Cinderella's castle. I went on Pirates of the Caribbean. I got the front row all to myself, Ooh. and I held the belt because I knew where the photo op was coming. That's good. So I pulled the belt out of my bag, threw it over my shoulder, threw up the bicep flex. Great moment in all the history of photography, I assume. Man, you were starting off high, bro. You were like, this is going to be the trip. Here we I, go. I was so excited. I was so excited. Like I just thought you know, there was a lot of cool shit that we were going to do and hang out and it was just just wasn't that so i honestly after the second day i was like maybe i should just go back to work (laughs) that's so sad not just go home i should just go to work yeah it's it's just odd because like i'm like i'm a professional people meter you know what? I, like, I meet a lot of people. I feel like I interact well. I have pretty decent social skills. For whatever reason, I just got 
a unwelcoming vibe from the very beginning of this trip. And I should have recognized that and kind of, you know, exited stage left on my own. No, that, but like maybe you just like, oh, it's a day one thing, warm up to you. So I said that I can understand if, you know, everything's going great and maybe you said something inappropriate. It happens, you know, it happens. But it seems like you didn't even get the chance to do that. <laughs> I don't know if I, I, I can't think of anything that like I did or like that was said or anything like that. It, it didn't feel that way. It just, it just felt like I, you know, was like the, the neighbor who didn't know any better. Like, you know, like Urkel, like Urkel never knew when to leave. That's how I felt like Urkel. Did you, you without talk- the comedic hilarity? You know, like it was no, it wasn't that was even a, a guy. It's a sad episode of Urkel. What it's a sad about. Urkel episode. Yeah, I, I didn't even like get to do ones. the Urkel. <laughs> Did you? You mentioned you wanted to make some videos. Were you able to film any any food stuff? I didn't get even remotely close to the amount of stuff I wanted because it became very apparent early on that this was their vacation and I was just tagging along. And so I filmed a couple of things before they got there, one of which has already been posted on all the socials and stuff, which was the monster cookie from the Liberty Square market. I like Very, that. It's the a short video. I think it's under a minute. I yes. put it up as like a TikTok length clip. And then I tried the um, pain and panic hot dog from Casey's Corner. Ooh. So that one I haven't posted yet, but that'll be up probably by the time you hear this episode. Did you get to go to your your cookie shop place with all the sexy? I did. Uh, I did go to Gideon's at one point. Picked up four cookies. Um, what, just what two cookies special? and cream. The special this month was a key lime cookie. Okay. I'm not a key lime person. Yeah. I hear it's very good, even I'm for sure. people who don't normally like it. But you know what? Like, I'm just I'm I'm good with what I know. I'm happy with what I know. I get. And it. I I learned this week it's never good to venture outside of your comfort zone. Uh, I like key, key lime pie is something I never have. When I have it, I'm like, oh, this is good. I enjoy this. This is nice. I yeah, know. no, I'm, I'm not looking to try like anything it. anymore. So <laughs> anymore, apologies, apologies to Shakira. Apologi- apologies to my hero, Judy Hops from Zootopia. I will not be trying anything. <laughs> this is sad. It's a sad day here, folks. This is... I, no new friends, 2022. This is what we're back to. Oh man, this is oh okay. Well, this is some start to the podcast. This is oh what a but Gomez, I got good news. What we had a ton of downloads last week, so a bunch of people listen to this show. It seems like we got a bunch of new subscriptions. So thank you everyone for listening. Remember to follow us on all the social medias at Car Jomez. Leave us a five star review wherever it is that you listen to the podcast. And Gomez, you want to hear the extra special, super duper good news? Would love to. If you screenshot that review, tweet mm-hmm. it to us at Car Jomez. Go on. You could win an autographed 8x10 from both Gomez and myself. And I know you people love 8x10s because you've been hounding me for the past week for that (laughs) FWF tag team champion Brian Myers and Captain Joe Shoes 8x10, which is actually just about sold out. Love to hear that. Love to hear it. Uh, Joe, you're not the only one who had a disappointing Disney experience this week, bro. A disappointment? No, who else did? 
me, the Gomez family, we had a little family fun day planned here. And you went to Disney, and you didn't fucking tell me you were at Disney World? <laughs> no. We did not fly to Disney. We went to Jones Beach to see Encanto in concert. This is oh, thank did. God. Thank God. It's something I wouldn't have wanted to do. I would never <laughs> not call you when I go to Disney, baby. Come I was on. like, what a real piece of shit. Never. You're, we're telling you, we're planning the next year for the birthday. You're first on the list to call. Don't worry. I should be like the guest of honor. You, well, I mean, it's her birthday. You could be the second guest of honor. I suppose. <laughs> so we went to this Jones Beats concert. Encanto. We love us some Encanto. We love talking about Bruno, singing about it. We love it. So we got tickets. Lots of our friends bought tickets. The neighbors were going. Friends of ours were going. We went with people. It was the thing to do, you know? Encanto, right? So we get there. Set up nice. It's okay. So I know this. They're going to play the movie on the screen, right? And there's concert people there, and they're going to play along to the songs and stuff like that. Okay, sounds interesting. But they just play along to the song. There's no singing. I thought it'd be more like a Disney on Ice experience. You ever been to a Disney on Ice show, Joe? Not a Disney on Ice. When I was a kid, I got to go to the Ice Capades when that was still a thing. It was headlined by the Mario Brothers. That's pretty awesome. It was fucking terrific. So Disney on Ice, is it's like they do... Uh, like 10-minute versions of yeah. the movies. Like, you know, they'll have Elsa come on. They'll sing a couple songs. Bing, bam, boom. Hit all the plot points. I figured it'd be like that, going along with the movie. Nah, we watched the movie. And then the band would play songs. And then they would stop and we'd watch the movie. And then the band would play songs. There was an intermission. Came back. So we spent a lot of money to watch Encanto on a screen outside. And here, some people play some instruments. It was very disappointing. That's awful. That sounds terrible. It, it sounds was. terrible because it's not a good movie to begin with. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> you are. Unbelievable. You know, Shiloh enjoyed it because she's still dancing and singing and she likes the movie. But we thought it'd be a lot more fun. Everyone thought it'd be a lot more fun. Also, because it was a kid concert. Apparently, you're not allowed to sell alcohol at a fucking kid show. Why not? Like, what? I, I don't know. Don't they understand, understand that people need alcohol to be with kids? How the fuck these kids getting here? They can't get here themselves. They need a ride. Let me drink, bro. It's bullshit. It's really bullshit. Everything was closed. They didn't even really have proper food. It's like that was the thing too. Like, it's like kids don't want to eat now either. It's like, oh, all right, it's at Jones Beach. Cool. We haven't been, but it was just a concert that had a couple places open where you could get cotton candy, popcorn. And water. They didn't even offer soda, bro. Wait, what? The, the like, sign literally. There's no like lemonade or nothing because they didn't have any of the fountain stuff. So it was just whatever they had in the cans and stuff. Because this is the thing, too. If you haven't been to a concert in a while or something like this, the new thing, bro, is they give you these cans of water, not bottles of water. Cans of water. A tall boy of water. I had it at the Mudvayne show. I've heard people talking about it beforehand, complaining because about it. Because we're trying to get rid of plastic? Is that I what it is? I guess because we're trying to get rid of plastic, I guess. So it's very weird. Because at least aluminum can be recycled. Plastic does not get recycled. So it's called Liquid Death, I believe, is the brand. Yes, that's a very 
Yeah, exactly. so they make they make like a salsa, they make a whole bunch of things, but they make a regular ass water, and that's what you get at these live nation concerts now. It's terrible. Fuck, it's big. Oh, it's, it tastes weird. It has that. I bet know, the fucking merch stand was popping though, right? No nah. merch stand what? was whack. They had the most generic shirts that were like Encanto, like that's it. <laughs> Not even a character. Just name of the movie, bro. Name of the movie. It was it was very disappointing. I was very disappointed. You know, speaking of shirts, Gomez, I just got a tweet today. Oh, did you? And a follower of mine on Twitter seems like a great guy because, I mean, follows me, right? <laughs> He's at Game Mode Retro. Okay. He posted a picture of him outside Cinderella's castle at Disney World. Wearing the Captain Shoes t-shirt. Oh, that's awesome. Available right now at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes. This is the first, I've seen other people wearing them, but this is the first one who has done it at like a fancy place and taken a picture to document the occasion. So that's very, very cool to see. That is awesome. Very nice. So we had a... Disappointing week there. I hope. Did you get some enjoyment out of this week? Did you do anything that wasn't terrible? <laughs> uh, a fun episode of Boozing with the Toys last Friday. And then just last night, we're recording this on Wednesday. Tuesday's our normal recording day, but I wasn't able to do it on Tuesday because I had another episode live on the Major Pod Network of the Captain's Log with special guest Gomez. The queen of extreme, Francine of ECW fame, getting to sit on the captain's log. And what a great time we had. So for all you Major Pod Patreon Ultimate and Hard Foundation tier members, that'll be up in your feed at some point this week, I believe. Uh, Went overtime with Francine. We had a lot of fun. So that was good. I know she's your double main man. So that's uh, she actually yelled at me. Oh, what? Because what you do? Right as we opened the show, she said, you know, last week was National Best Friends Day, and you <laughs> didn't even hit me up. You fucking no-sold on National Best Friend Day, bro. What so, a piece of trash. Franny was a little upset with me. <laughs> but I at the it. end, when it was time to walk the plank, I asked five rapid-fire questions. I said, question one, Francine, who was your first celebrity crush? And you know what she said, Gomez? What she said. She said, Joe Shoes. Mother and I said, it don't get Joe better Shoes. than that. I would have said, that's it. One question done. That's <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> imagine, imagine being, this has become the story of my life in a lot of situations where I imagine myself as a much younger person and then say, imagine that kid grows up knowing that one day Francine is going to say that he was her celebrity crush. It's pretty Not awesome, bad. bro. It's pretty great. When, uh, when you're not being disappointed by Disneyland, well, people at Disneyland. Yes. Uh, Disney yeah. did not disappoint yes, me. Dis- Disney did not. I got to d- do Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party for the first oh, time. And I was right. I was really enjoying it. I wish I wasn't with the people I was with because what happens at this party, you know me, I love the character meet and greets. Sure. The people I was with, not so much. <laughs> but... All of a sudden, I'm looking around, and oh, there's Jafar. There's Captain Jack Sparrow. There's Stitch, dressed as Elvis. Love I it. want photo ops with these 
people. Like, when the fuck else am I going to get to meet Jafar? Fucking Max dressed as Powerline? So Are good. you kidding me, bro? Amazing, bro. That's so Wreck good, Wreck it, bro. Ralph and Vanellope von Schweetz. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I didn't get to meet any of them. Well, Joe, I, I want you when we go to Disney with Shiloh. Can you? Co- I want you to come with us. Come spend. We're gonna go a couple days. I want you to come every day with us. Is she like Ooh. 15, 16 now? That's probably about what I could handle. She's she's gonna be turning eight. She'll oh. be seven, turning eight. You know. Listen, she ain't gonna want to do a lot, so don't worry about it. She's gonna go here, there. I'm very curious to see how this kid handles Disney because she's very. I mean, oh, that's a, a good lot age of walking. She, no, I mean, this is, it why. is a lot of walking, but this is why we, we want to do it. I think she's at a good before. age for it now, yes. but you know, the magic still is big for her. Yes. I think it'll be a great time. Does she know Disney World exists? Is she like making a big deal? Like, hey, she I'd like knows, to go to Disney World one she day. She knows Disney exists. She's watched, you know, she watches some YouTube videos and one of the families, you know, they've gone to Disney and stuff. She brings up. All the time, she tells me about you know, oh, there's this the world's largest McDonald's, and you can get pizza there. She brings it up all the Wait, time. Does she really? Because one of the, the family went there. She watches that video. Does she know that Uncle trip. Shoes lives ten minutes from there? I gotta tell her. She'll be so happy to hear that. <laughs> She's like, do you know we can get pizza at McDonald's? Meatball, my brother, makes a big deal of that all the time, and he's like, when are you gonna make that video? And I just have to go and do it. But sure, that's been, a big deal. He's been asking me for months to, to go record that video. Yeah, bro. Pizza at McDonald's. I'm dying to know how it is. Come on. I literally used to work down the block at a Pizzeria Uno's down there. Oh, I remember the Pizzeria Uno days. That was like over a decade ago. But yeah, I was a, a host at Pizzeria Uno's. We're down the block from that McDonald's. Do you imagine walking into a restaurant, this handsome devil there, seating you to your table? Oh, I remember so that's what? how I met Vince Russo. He walked in one day. <laughs> what happened there? Is uh he was doing TNA at the time, and I guess a bunch of the boys had come in. It was him and some other guys. And Russo was one of the guys, and I, you know, was showing him to his table. And I said, Hey, I hope you don't mind me saying, but I'm a big fan, Mr. Russo. Lying. And he goes, Oh, that's great. You know, you coming to see the show. I go, No, 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 I'm not, I'm not coming to see the show. <laughs> but I but I, I really liked when you put the belt on yourself in WCW. <laughs> I used to be a big fan, bro. Used to. <laughs> oh, Vince that, that is a true story. That was my Vince Russo story. I told That's him I, I liked when he put the belt on himself. Because if I was in charge, guess who's getting the belt? Why wouldn't you? You know you're the best. Shouldn't the champ be the best? Yes, I agree. And that's why All you got points that belt, are valid. Baby. There you go. And that's why you got that belt, baby. Mm-hmm. It's about time everybody recognized. So, Gomez, because my vacation went so poorly, it turned out I had a lot more free time than anticipated. <laughs> oh, so I'm sure you watched some stuff. Well, actually, I got my fingers into a lot this week. I wanted to ask because you didn't bring this up. A new He-Man dropped this week. Did you watch that, bro? It's season three of the CGI He-Man. I, I have was, not started it yet. I because... got an email and I'm like, oh, wait, I, I didn't know this was coming out. Yeah, I it, we're in the middle of like, there's a lot going on coming up. Yes, it got like, busy all of a sudden. 
Cobra Kai is like in another two weeks. In a week, so early. Yep, two weeks. September fifth, September 9th, I believe. Whatever. Yes. Yeah, whatever. Sorry. I think it's but, fifth season. September. But it feels like there's a lot coming out. Uh, everybody's doubling down on their content releases. So there's a lot going on. I had to finish off the boys. I, I made a concentrated effort to be like, listen, there's a bunch of shit out. She-Hulk just came out. A League of Their Own just came out. These are shows that are gonna, going to require some of my attention and time. Let me finish off the boys. Get that done. Get it out of the way. Not cool. like it was a chore because let no, me no. tell you, Gomez, Season, season three, three of the boys. Holy fuck. I do I... not know how this show continually gets to the point where I have like a big moment where I'm like genuinely surprised at what's going on and have it make complete sense. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, how did they do that? Why did they do that? You know, I... why is Gamora? <laughs> what? It's good. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard season three is fantastic. We haven't started it yet, but all I hear is good. Th- Every time I hear someone talk about, the, I never hear anyone say anything bad about the boys. Honestly. I have not heard anything. The only thing I can think of that's negative about the boys is uh, the graphicness of sure, some certain scenes. Too much, stuff. especially there's a certain scene in episode one of season three that literally. I know I said this last week, but I literally walked out of the room for. Because I was just like, whoa. Like, how, nope, nope. <laughs> how was the uh, the orgy episode? Because that was well, that was a big deal that they were hyping up Herogasm. Herogasm. I, I don't think it was, like, very gratuitous or anything. Like, you That's knew what, what I hear. I on. heard it was a lot tamer. Like, they, they set it up with the commercials and everything. And then I heard people going, you know, I actually thought it'd be really crazy compared to what they oh, do. Oh, yeah. You know? it, it wasn't <laughs> even, like, there wasn't even very many shots of, like, breasts. Crazy. So, <laughs> so far, that, that's the one thing I heard people say about this year. Oh, I expected a little more from Hero Gasm, honestly. <laughs> I almost expected like full blown porn. <laughs> hey, the show, if, I, if you saw that, you'd be like, Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would I, think I, I it would fit the, the motif. Yeah, absolutely. But pretty tame. I mean, it fit, it went along with it's not like it felt out of place or anything like that. I mean, it was yeah. still a, a funny little. Uh, departure from where we were but very tame i guess compared to what you get in other scenes and what you would think this would turn into it's like a lot of horror movies i watch it's always crazy in your head than what's on the screen and also it almost acts like a a palate cleanser when stuff kind of takes it down a notch because there is so much crazy in this show that sometimes you just got to let it breathe that way you can do go back to the crazy and have it still mean something yeah that's why, it, you know, it's a series. So that's, if this was a movie that just amped it up every fucking 10 minutes, yeah. you'd be so fucking tired. It's like John Wick, right? We're yeah. like, holy shit. By the end of John Wick, we're fucking exhausted. Like, Jesus Christ, guys, I got it. <laughs> let's let's bring it on home. But yeah, season three, just awesome. Just awesome. Love, I love this show. I can't wait till season four. Very good. I'm excited. We It's on our list. It's just like he says, a lot of stuff coming out, trying to, Catch up on things. We're watching Harley Quinn every week. We're watching Beavis and Butthead every week. We uh this week, Joe, Game of Thrones came back. I saw this. So now what what is the deal with this? This is not a continuation of it's a prequel. It is 270 years, I believe, 
in the in the in the past before no before yeah in the past yes yeah. in the past that's uh, what the past means sorry yes um so <laughs> this guy who wrote the books george R. R. martin right he hasn't finished these books these books the series is still going on the show finished before he did he still has two books to write so that's the thing like everyone's expecting him to finish this one book but probably not that last book bro it's not gonna happen that's why I never read the books. I'm like, I'm not going to start something that's not going to be finished. That just seems I would be so angry, right? Why isn't he done with it? He procrastinates a lot. Um, one thing he did, though, was in the middle of writing these stories, he stopped to write a history book about the Targaryens. Uh, and this is a show based on that. So everything that's happening is all... I would say real, like obviously fake show, but like he wrote this, like it's everything, canon. everything is something that's happened. He, like that's the thing with most of these fantasy writers and stuff, right? You got to write this whole world. You got to yes. know every single thing. So this the guy Bible, has, as they, they call it the show Bible. Exactly. So, you know, he has 400 years of history, bing, bam, boom. So this is basically the same kind of show. It's Game of Thrones. Except it's following one family instead of another family. It's the dragon family. The Targaryens, their thing is they control dragons. That's their thing. So they rule for a long time because they got dragons. Who's gonna fucking stop you with dragons? No, right? that's that's a good point. Like, so I can't eventually, think, like, yeah. how do you? What would you use to defeat a dragon? Nothing. A sword, they have, I guess, but they have dragons that are like you can't huge rule sword. size of like buildings. So. As years goes on, the dragons start dying out. Whatever happens, and then they they lose their power because now they oh, well, have dragons, sense. right? Yeah, okay. But so that's I bet you they're a bunch of pussies at the same time. Like, why do you need to be strong when you got dragons backing you up? I mean, it's the truth, right? You got dragons. Like Oof. you don't. They're not like you, Gomez. They don't know how to fight. <laughs> they don't throw hands. Yeah, they just like the cars, and then that yeah. that makes them throw fire. So it's good. So it's the same kind of idea where it's about. Uh, Who's going to take control of the throne, you know, that kind of thing. So it's good. First episode is good. We'll see what happens. I wasn't, I would want to say I was excited for it because I'm not always a spinoff guy, right? Like the story yeah, was I good. I don't always need to jump right back into that world. You know, I, sometimes I yes, sometimes no. So the show ended. I'm one of those people who did not like how Game of Thrones ended, but. I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't love, you know, seven seasons before it, you know, mm -hmm. thought it was the best thing ever. But a new Game of Thrones, I was like, eh, I guess I'll watch it. It was good enough. It held my attention. I'll continue to watch it. But, you know, I'm not like, oh, my God, it's Sunday night. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like that. Maybe, that was appointment viewing. Maybe it will become that. But after one episode, it's just it'll be another thing that I just watch. It's yeah. nothing, nothing crazy. You know, there was something else it seemed like you were very excited to watch this week. So excited, in fact, that you had hit me up the other day and you said, hey, make sure you watch this before we record the episode this week. And it was a show called The Rehearsal on HBO Max. HBO Max. <laughs> Comedian Nathan Fielder. You ever heard of this guy? I have no idea who this guy is. So he had a show on... Um... I think it was Comedy Central called Nathan for You. I've heard of it. I never seen it. How, One of the are you when you say he's a comedian, that's like legit. He's yes, because he's like not he, funny. 
well, he's he's an he's the awkward, like he's you know awkward comedian guy to put you in awkward situations. Well, listen, and then listen, listen. <laughs> I know a little bit about being funny. I, I understand. You, you know who doesn't? Whoever the fuck Nathan Fielder is. Is he related to Cecil? Because that's the only way he would matter to me. Uh, so, <laughs> so the point of this show is he put out an ad on uh, Craigslist saying, hey, is there something you want to get off your chest? <laughs> Come to me. That's it. Very vague. So for right away, what type of person is replying to this kind of Craigslist? <laughs> Number one, who still goes on Craigslist? I go. Haven't on we seen enough documentaries across <laughs> all the streaming platforms at this point <laughs> to know that you just do not go on Craigslist? <clears throat> so that is step one. It's amazing. I couldn't believe that that's how he found people for this show. But maybe, like, I do go on Craigslist when I'm looking for a, a trucking job. A, a trucking job, that is a place I go. They have a CDL section, and there's a lot of good jobs there. You pick up a job for a week or two, bing, bam, boom. You know, so it's useful. Sure. <laughs> I don't use it often, but you I, know, I was more of a back page guy when that existed. <laughs> the best thing about Craigslist. It looks the same as it did in 2000. Oh, if, you, if you remember what Craigslist looks like, nothing has changed, bro. It is the same. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Easy to navigate if it never changes. <laughs> it's one, two, right? How many times we complain when an app changes on us? Yeah, we get so yeah, angry. Absolutely. <laughs> so the Think about when the WWE Network went to Peacock. We still hate it. But that's justifiable. I mean, they they had something good. The Peacock is just terrible. Fucking seasons. What are we doing? Oh, terrible. So the rehearsal on HBO Max, it's six episodes. They're about 40 minutes each. Uh, it's, it's a quick watch. I asked you to watch one episode. Uh, we got into it. We watched all six of them. We, we couldn't stop watching it. You got to be was, kidding me. We could. There's no bro, way, bro. This show is fucking wild. It's one of the craziest things I ever saw in my life. So the premise of this show is that this guy is very awkward socially, and what he likes to do is genuinely rehearse social scenarios before he inserts himself into them in real life. That way, he can try to have it mapped out in his mind how they should play out. That way he lessens the chance of having a disappointing experience or leaving someone feeling awkward or bad or whatever. He's trying to enhance the experience as much as possible by rehearsing it to the death and being able to predict the outcomes of uh, certain actions or language or verbiage that he would use. Yes. <laughs> so he gets this guy <clears throat> off Craigslist with the ad that says, do you have something you want to get off your chest? And it turns out that this guy has been <laughs> this, this gentleman. <laughs> Come on. How could you not love this? It's so fucking is, funny. Is going through a personal crisis. 
so he's so because torn, bro. He doesn't want to reveal to his bar trivia teammates that he doesn't have a master's degree. <laughs> he because was the he last thinks person. there's one woman on his team who will judge him forever. So he was the last person to to join this team, and he didn't want to feel less smarter than everyone else. So everyone else has the masters. So he went along with it and said, yeah, I got that too. This has been going on for 12 years. It's a problem because he needs a job and they keep sending him jobs that require require a a master's master's degree. degree. So he's like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) So right away, this is hysterical that this is his deep dark secret, bro. He lied about a master's degree for 12 years to his bar trivia people. This is real, folks. And it doesn't even seem like he hangs out with these people outside of bar trivia. It's not like they're real-life friends and this is just what they go do. They genuinely just seem to meet up once a week for bar trivia. And they take it very serious. So this is a very serious group. And he's worried about one person who he says could get violent if he told them. <laughs> it's wild, bro. So they rehearse. They they hire an actress to, number one, get a bird watching tour from this yes. person on the bar trivia team. To learn that way her she mannerisms. Can study her mannerisms. <laughs> and how she and speaks, words she says. <laughs> and then bring it back. That way she can rehearse as a stand-in for this woman from the bar from the trivia team. And they go over different scenarios. They actually build the bar as a replica like a set. Bar. A replica it's set. Insane. It's like to the T. To the point on where chairs, the guy knows what table he's gonna want to sit at. What table he feels comfortable at, he what what kind of chair bar stool that he needs to have to feel comfortable in. So like he walks in, he changes it around because there's a certain one that he wants. He plans for things like what happens if he walks into the bar and the table is taken. He has a ready made excuse. He's like, oh, I'll start. Maybe I'll buy a drink for when she comes in and is ready to meet. That way she. You know, because she's probably going to be complaining about something. So I'll have a drink ready for her. I'll just have a margarita because I assume everybody likes margaritas. <laughs> I, Gomez, I genuinely did not know if this was a work or a shoot. I believe it because it's so it's so wild, bro. The way this guy's brain works is just, it's crazy. It is so preposterous. So crazy that someone could fear, and that's what it is, could fear being out in public so much because he at this point, I guess this bar trivia team is all he has because that's what he's he's scared about losing the bar trivia team. Yes. That this is what matters so much to him in life that he's so worried about losing the fucking bar trivia team. I just lost one of my longest friends after she disinvited me to fucking Disney World and I ain't losing sleep over it and this motherfucker worried about losing an hour a week to fucking bar trivia you shitting me Clark it's also has no, who cares you don't got a master's degree who gives a fuck <laughs> I don't have any degrees 
<laughs> Except 98. Because they you gave still... me just one night, Una Noche. Una Noche, the best. Like, it's so... he. The, you know this is all he has because it becomes a point in the show where he's getting too into the trivia during the practice. During the rehearsals. Because <laughs> they have, like, the guy reading, you know, fake questions to simulate, you know, the trivia game being played. And he's too is so into hearing the fake questions that he can't concentrate on practicing for the actual scenario of telling the person his deep, dark secret. And then the way they handle that is brilliant, bro. I, I thought this show was just fantastic. This episode, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was just laughing, just like, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, it's so good. I say the first episode I think is the best because it gives you that the idea of the show. It's such a unique thing that you're watching. And then the second, third, fourth, they start doing a storyline that's woven throughout the rest of the the things. There's one rehearsal that takes up most of the show. He still does one or two other things, but there's one rehearsal that takes up the bulk of the show. And it's good. It's funny, but it like the last episode. It doesn't have that same impact because now we're dealing with situ like real life situations, and it's like not as funny anymore. Like it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's kind of sad. Like this happened this way, so it doesn't end as good as it started. But for two hours, whatever it is, we watched it. It was a good ass time, bro. Rehearsal HBO Max. I don't it's, think I could. I can't do another five episodes of this. I get it. It's not for everyone. Trust me. I am that it everyone. Is, it is awkward, cringe humor. Like, that's what this is. Like, you are sitting there going, ooh, like, what are we doing? Oh, what? It's just some people love that shit. I'm hit or miss. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I don't. For me, this worked here. And I just feel it's so unique. I think it's something that everyone should at least give the first episode a shot. See this thing. Because you ain't I, never seen nothing like it, bro. In all honesty, I do think people should watch it. Just it is unique, and it is absolutely mind-boggling to to the point where, like, I I think I'm watching a TV show. You know what I mean? Like, I I thought yeah, it was it's like so preposterous. And then I'm just as I'm into it, I'm just like this. They 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 no no can't can't possibly be real can this it's a lot of weird people out there bro <laughs> i'm glad you watched it like listen <laughs> i i have also had my own struggles with meeting new people and not to the point where i felt the need to know what bar stool i'm gonna sit at and order an orange juice with no pulp no pulp has to be no pulp Oh my goodness! Imagine it's... going into a bar and ordering—I I would be ashamed if I walked up to a bar and said, "I will have an orange juice with no pulp." I understand if you don't drink, I like whatever. Just have a salsa. <laughs> get a get a get a fucking a water, a diet coke. Do not order an orange juice when you're, you're not fucking eight years old and getting ready for your first day of second grade. Oh goodness! Uh, what else you watch here, Joe? Gomez, I hit the She-Hulk, attorney at law. Ooh, baby! Did you watch it? 
I did, of course. I'm excited for She-Hulk. Now, um, I know nothing about She-Hulk. I know the very basics. I know what her name is, and I know that in the comics, she basically gets her powers because of an accident, and she needs a blood transfusion, and Bruce Banner is the only match, and he thinks he's got the Hulk thing out of his system by then, so it's not a big deal. It yes. turns out it's a big deal. <laughs> yes. Now, that's what I know coming into this story. I like that. I, I like the overall tone of this show so far, but I don't know if that's because I genuinely like the show or that I like that Mark Ruffalo was in a big piece of it. And I liked kind of the dynamic between Bruce and Jen here. Yes, so that's what I'm waiting together. to see for episode yeah. two and beyond. Cause I yeah, assume they... this guy can't just be in every episode. No, he's not. And so apparently this episode was supposed to be later on in the season. Uh, it did not start like this. It just started as a regular show. And then halfway through, they're like, oh, let's have the backstory of what happened. Apparently, they got some notes, figured it would work better up front. We'll see how that works. Um, so they got the Hulk stuff out the way. Uh, I know about She-Hulk. When I look up comics to read, stuff like that, the She-Hulk, there's a She-Hulk run. I think it's by Dan Sloth. Um that is very popular. It's a very like, oh, you should, you got to read this if you're looking for something different. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, she's a lawyer and it's essentially Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, mm-hmm. which I love. I love me some Harvey Birdman, attorney yes, at absolutely. law. Who does? Adult Swim, for those who don't know, they took an old character and he, pros- he doesn't prosecute. He defends uh, other, what is it? Hanna-Barbera car- characters. Yes. So and apparently this is this is what the comics are. So you'll see someone like uh, Sabretooth show up and he's in trouble because he, you know, public intoxication and she's got to defend him, shit like that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a fun show. And apparently it seems like they're going to be doing that in the series that we're going to get a lot of little yeah. cases here and there. Like There's that. some like the office vibes to it with her breaking the fourth wall, talking directly to the camera. So it's lighthearted. It's it's. It just has a nice general vibe to it. But like I said, I don't know if that's because it's just the debut episode. There was a lot of Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo. Obviously not his show, but he was a big piece of this episode. I totally get that. Yes. Like I said, they have great chemistry together. They're good. Uh, They've been billing this as Marvel's first sitcom. Like That's how they're trying to, to push this. Really? So, yes, they're saying that. Like, this is the first Marvel comedy sitcom. Like, they're trying to amp up that this is going to be, like, a funny kind of fun show. So, we'll see. You know? Like like you said, with the break in the wall and stuff like mm-hmm. that, the comedy is, is silly. It's supposed to be like that. So, it's a 30-minute episode, right? It's quick. It go, It went by very quick. I'm, I'm still taking the wait-and-see approach, but I did enjoy episode one. What you think of the CGI? Because I know that was a big thing. Because I got, I got, I'm not gonna lie, Joe. I didn't mind the CGI because, uh, you know, when she's a human, she's all right. But I gotta tell you, that She Hulk be looking, uh, she's looking pretty sexy, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm with you. Yeah, I I'm she... a little, I wasn't expecting to be horny for Hulk here, but, uh, I'm like, damn, She-Hulk looking good over here, bro. I mean, I was because I did watch the the porno um, <laughs> where, where China played the She-Hulk. 
That's perfect caster, bro. So, I mean, I could see this coming from a mile away. <laughs> I'm not used to it. You know, I wasn't expecting it, you know? I just, I just really wish that they would have got kind of out in front of this and put out a licensed She-Hulk fleshlight. I was wondering, do you think they would do that? I mean, why, why, I mean, it's not do gonna I be think they would know? Tomorrow <laughs> we'll go on Fleshlight and there'll be a green, they'll call it, you know, the Smasher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be this big green Fleshlight. <laughs> and it makes noises every time, like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> man, that's got to be a crazy, that's. Oh man, I I can't wait because you know in two weeks that is it's definitely coming, bro. Because they got like they got fucking uh, Avatar people, right? They got Avatar pussies, don't they? They got I'm like sure blue they do. They alien looking things. It's oh, a lot of weird people out there. I guess people us, that we're part, probably part of them, right? I mean, I guess we did talk about it, but I don't know if I'm going out to buy. I don't know. It's all new to me. I gotta see. I would buy it. <laughs> If for nothing else, just the story. <laughs> to, to, and, and to see what the sound effects are like in person. The unboxing video. <laughs> I would do, I, not only would I do an unboxing, oh. I'd also do an instructional. Oh, that's for the OnlyFans, baby. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be. You got to make the people pay for that one. What, are you crazy? No, I think this is a public service. You know, that's not a bad way to get a, to uh, get away with it. You know, I, I think if you think about like all the great PSAs over the years, you know, parents that use drugs have kids that use drugs. This is, you know, the 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 egg frying in the pan, cartoon all stars to the rescue, and shoes teaching you how to use the She Hulk flashlight. <laughs> oh man! All great. So, I can't Got wait. Milk. For- I can't wait for episode two. <laughs> now I can't. Now I'm extra excited for She-Hulk. <laughs> She-Hulk, let's go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I've got one less friend this week, so it's less people. I got more time for the She-Hulk. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what else I checked out this week, Gomez? What else, baby? Amazon Prime original, a league of their own. You got to it, baby. Oh, yeah. I am two episodes in. It's eight okay. episodes in total. They're about 45 minutes each. 40 minutes, I feel okay. Um, I like it. Okay. You don't love it. You like it. I don't love it. And I am not one to mm. there we go. Yeah, this is I'm I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I don't want to trivialize. The aspect of representation but my first critique is that i kind of wish they wouldn't have been almost mirrored the actual movie story i was gonna say well they... i was just about to ask how what's the story is it pretty the much story the line same? Is, a, is a bunch of girls going to chicago to wrigley field to try out for the league then getting seeing if they made the team then what team did they go to and it's the then, same team the peaches you, yeah Okay. So, but then you have a girl who is obviously like the Rosie O'Donnell stand-in, and this girl's the obvious Madonna stand-in, and this one's okay. the obvious Gina Davis stand-in, and then here comes fucking Ron Swanson, and he's the Tom he's Hanks Jimmy, stand-in. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you have that, 
But then the really the overarching storyline is that there is a black woman who isn't even given the chance to try out, even though she'd probably be like the best pitcher in the league. So yeah. now she's going about trying to get a job at the local um, like steel mill or whatever, the factory, because they have a baseball team and you can only be on the team if you have a job at the factory. But she's got to pretend that she's a guy because they may hire black men, but they certainly ain't going to hire black women. Of course not. <laughs> but and that's I, I wish they would get like a little bit away from that. But the biggest thing is that apparently every girl on the show is a lesbian. Oh. And it's just it's got to be done with some kind of like turn that would make the crowd go. Ooh, like it was a big secret and then they got to pop it on you. And it just feels very. And I, I don't I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know if it's just me. Maybe I'm feeling a certain way. It just feels kind of forced in a way. And I don't care like that characters are lesbians. I know lesbians in real life. So I expect there to be lesbians on TV. It what? Just, exactly. <laughs> but it's just it feels like they're trying to make it like this big, like, aha moment. Like every time like this reveal comes out where a girl kisses another girl and it, it almost seems like they're like when people use the word woke, which I fucking hate. It's like they're trying to pander to that. Like, that's the vibe I get, whether right or wrong. I mean, I'm sure people will tell me if they think I'm wrong. But of course, that's that's kind of the vibe I get so far. Interesting. OK, all right. It's on the list. I do want to check it out. Figured I would watch one episode and see how I feel. Eight episodes. Yeah, uh, even the reviews I've seen have been very mixed. Yeah, I I've haven't seen, looked at that. Actually. I've seen people who love it. I really haven't seen people who outright hate it, but I do see a lot of people who have similar critiques to mine. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I hope you stick with it. And I hope uh, I hope you enjoy because I know that's your movie. So I hope uh, they do it justice there. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'll definitely still continue to watch it. I'll finish it. That's no problem. Um, also on Amazon, Gomez, we were tipped off. We spoke about this last week. Uh, your man Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Licorice Pizza. Oh, okay. we didn't See, I know knew what I, streaming service it was. I on. knew I saw it somewhere. It's on Amazon Prime. So that's a follow up from last week, and that's okay. uh, thank you to John Delena, every yes. day listener you, to the show. So thanks for hitting us up. Now. There's one other thing that I checked out this week, mm. and this took over my timeline for like a day. And I don't know if you watched it. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's a Netflix sports documentary called Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. <laughs> Gomez, do you know what we're talking about? Yes, I've heard about it because this is the thing. It was a big thing. Uh, when this thing came out, people were talking about it. It's the Manti Teo documentary. Remember that guy, folks? Yeah, now we're talking about probably nine, ten years ago it's at like this 2012 point. 2012 about, right? When yeah. the Manti Teo story, at the, for those of you who don't know, Manti Teo yes. was a college football player for the University of Notre Dame. Big deal, And yeah. 
during like right before the season starts, his grandmother dies, and then he announces like his girlfriend dies the same day. Same day, why? As it turns out, he had never met this girl. It was like an online relationship, and then the story just starts getting fucking weird and crazy and wild. And it turns out he was being catfished the entire time. The girl he was like in love with turns out she never existed. He never met her, never like FaceTimed her or anything. We definitely had FaceTime in 2012, folks. Trust me, that was a thing. And somehow this college guy who's supposed to be in on all the cool new tips and tricks didn't know how to fucking FaceTime or just kept believing whatever bullshit story he was getting. I still think it's weird, but I Gomez, what a twist on the fucking story. It's crazy. Uh... (laughs) So, I just did this one made catfishing like sky to, like yes. the movie came out in 2010. I saw the movie in theaters catfish because the trailer uh played in front of something and the trailer it, it was like a horror movie the way they played up the, okay. the movie because it's you know like what is this secret like what what who you know and uh, the movie was wild it's like what the fuck and then this happens and it it was. This was when like shit happened and we talked about it for what, like three weeks. Like this was yeah. all anyone talked this about was for main work news story. That's all anyone wanted to talk about it because he was a very good player. He was running, he was in the running for the Heisman, which is the best college player of the year. So mm-hmm. he was a very popular person for something like this to happen to him. And if he would have gone pro the year before, he probably would have been like a top 10, top 15 pick. So he was a big deal. His story was all over. Like, whoa, he faced such adversity and dedicated his his season. He wasn't supposed to to be as good as as this. And he was, it was amazing. Yeah. He's a hell of a college football player. And then details start trickling out and the story keeps getting weirder and wilder. And then it turns out like, Twitter is the one like pulling back the layers of the onion on this. It's just like random people on Twitter who kind of were able to figure out the person behind this and revealing it through like cryptic tweets and stuff. And this poor guy who genuinely thinks the love of his life at that time is dead now has to like deal with all this fucking nonsense and bullshit just because some dude was fucking bored and just felt like fucking with him. <laughs> There's a lot of assholes out there, bro. You know, and, and then he became like a public punchline for a long time. Oh, yeah. It ruined his shit. Yeah. Ruined his career, dropped his uh, draft. Uh, Stock precipitously. Yeah, how smart can he be? He come yeah. on. We can't have that kind of distraction on we this. Can't NFL trust this guy. Team. You know, <laughs> just a, a horrible time to be him. Like had to be. I can't imagine having to go. And then, like the added, especially when you're that age, you're an adult, but you're still very much a child in a lot of ways. You don't, you don't have a great wealth of life experience yet oh, no, you still shit. you're still dependent upon your parents for emotional support and you know this guy now has to go through not just 
a situation where, uh, you know, he loses a partner, a lover, whatever. But then the added embarrassment of having your family find out it's it was fucking fake. He got fucking scammed. He never even met the girl. It turns out it was some guy, you know, just messing with him. And like all of this coming out, like, geez, I, I can't fucking imagine. No, I could, I could, how bored do you got to be to mess with someone like, like, cause you got to dedicate a lot of time. Like this is, this isn't a one day. Hey baby, how you doing? It's like your fucking job is to fucking pretend to be someone to fuck with someone. Like that's wild. Like I remember back in like the mid nineties when America online first took off and cyber sex was like the hot button issue everywhere. Cyber sex. Right? But like you remember this. Of course. And it was like, well, how do you know the person behind that computer is really a woman? And it's like, well, if I'm talking to someone and I think they're a woman, I'm playing out a fan, it whatever. Yeah. But (laughs) this became, you know, like something like that. You have your little conversation and you move on. This was a full-blown relationship. Crazy. You know, revealing your your hopes and dreams and fears and secrets and building feelings and Jesus Christ, imagine just doing that and like knowing, like knowing who this person is that he's a public figure, and like eventually this has got to come out. Eventually this has got to end somehow. That is right. Like how the guy's like, "Fuck! How do I get out of this, bro? I'm just gonna kill her." Yeah. <laughs> no one will think anything of it. Oh my goodness. I mean, I, I genuinely, especially after this, like I, I feel bad about like the way Manti Teo was treated, especially because he became like this public pot. Like I'm sure like David Letterman was fucking ripping jokes at his expense. Everybody. You know I mean? But that's any, that's, it's still like that now, right? Every, you know, but like day. when we look back, we remember we watched that Janet Jackson episode of whatever show that was where they did like 20 years later after the Super Bowl, and, and they yeah. were like making a joke at Janet's expense when really it was like Justin Timberlake should have f- faced higher consequences, but Janet really took it on the chin for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I, she didn't take her titty out. No, and like <laughs> at no point did she deserve that, but she got all the fucking heat for it. And yes. like here, Manti Teo's a kid. He's in a, a high stress environment and he's, you know, found himself with what he thinks is this person he can trust and and have these this built up uh, feelings and relationship with. And like he just gets fucking screwed on it. And then to have it backfire, become like such a public thing. I genuinely feel so bad for the dude. Of course. It's a terrible thing. It's like, uh, I couldn't even imagine. Like I said, uh, a one-time thing, someone fucking with you, pranking you. Okay. A fucking month after month thing. That would fuck you up, right? Like, you can't trust nobody, right? You'd be like, I don't know if I trust anybody. No. Like, I, I. how do you ever talk to anyone? Like, yo, anytime anyone would text me after that, I'd be like, nah, uh Nope. No From now on, on FaceTime only. I got to be yes. able to see who I'm talking to. Oh, man. I love it. Those documentaries are good. They always, uh, 
that they have a whole series of these untold stories on Netflix. They're hit and miss. A lot of them. They're not all great. Some are better than others. This one, I think, by far, is the best one. Mm, I just saw they got a and one mixtape one uh, just came out. I haven't watched that one yet. So I hope that one's good. I'm interested in that one. Yeah, that that seems like something I'd be interested in. Well, that was and one mixtape, man. What a blast from the past hearing about that. Yeah. Remember and one as a brand? Yeah, everyone rocking that shit at the the fucking ball club. Like, I feel like it's like a Walmart thing now. Maybe you could still find like and one apparel. But at the time when it first came out, I want to say early to mid 90s. Like that felt like the cool brand, yeah, and you would bro. see it in like East Bay catalogs, <laughs> and like that was when you knew it was cool because it had, it would have a cool like snotty saying on it like, "Oh, yeah. I'm gonna take you to the hole" or some shit. Yes, it was stupid like that, and it had like the white faceless figure. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Like, have you ever heard the song "Blue by You"? Because I just blew by you. <laughs> You should write these things, bro. I You're should, good I should at write it. all this stuff down. I'm such an idea guy. Man, you coming up with that? <laughs> oh man. You got anything else, Joe? Well, we're gonna wrap this one up. What no, you think? I think that's it. I think we covered enough. Right? Like I said, that's a lot of stuff to fit you in. Did. You watched a lot, bro. I had a lot of unexpected free time. Very bullshit. Ugh. Sure. Not not happy. <sighs> Unbelievable, but I still am one half of the tag team champion. You're damn and, right, and I will be defending. Oh, when these tag team belts October 9th, Gomez FWF Live 4 in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Tickets are going on sale this Friday at majorwfpod.com. So, everybody, grab your tickets, let's sell out this building. Get all my shoonies in one place at one time because we're about to tear it down. Love it. Uh, let me hit some music here, baby. Do it. It is now time for the big finish. <laughs> all right, Joe. It's big finish time, baby. Spin Let's it. Spin that wheel. Joe, interesting. Today's big finish: superhero costumes. Interesting. Here we go. I do love me some Spider Man. I always love me a Spider Man suit. That's kind of where my mind went at first too. That red and the blue. I love it. You know, even the black. I do Mm. like the classic Adam West Batman. Like that's my Batman. The, I the, love the gray this, and blue. This Batman I'm wearing today here, animated series Batman, the gray with the black. Mm-hmm. You got the gray and the blue. I like the gray and the yeah, black. Yeah, I like the gray and the blue. That's that's my Batman. Is the Adam West? Cause you old son. Yeah, I am. I am age appropriate, <laughs> I suppose. People, that. people usually don't say that's my Batman, and they're talking about the '69, <laughs> the '66 Batman. <laughs> 
Hmm, who, I'm trying to think. Who else is a superhero? Everybody, bro. No, I'm, there's very few. It's very hard. It's not like we have a bunch of movies about them nowadays or anything. I mean, obviously, hero to the Republicans, the Punisher. <laughs> oh, goodness. They love think, him, bro. I think that Punisher logo is fucking iconic, though. Like, it's that's great. It that's is. probably one of, like, the greatest, like, standalone hero logos. You know what I mean? That's why they love it, because it's a badass logo. I get yeah. it, bro. They're like, yo, I want that skull. That but they obviously awesome. do not understand anything about the Punisher. Right. Yes. I've never read a Punisher comic and don't know what he stands for, but, uh... It's like, yeah, bro. He, ain't, he don't like you. I love it. Back to uh, blue. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go with Captain America, actually. I like number Captain three. America. I don't love it. I don't love it. Yeah, I don't... Like, put it this way. If if you had to limit yourself to one costume for Halloween this year, one superhero costume was what you could choose, what would you dress up as? Spider-Man is classic, but uh, maybe even Batman. I mean, those are two... I don't know. Because I'm trying to think, like, you know... Like, think about the Marvel guys. I wouldn't wear nothing from Guardians of the Galaxy. They don't got nothing cool. You know, Doctor Strange, I'm not wearing a fucking cape. I think I could pull that off. Yeah, you think you like the cape? With my mustache, I think I would look... I think I'd make a great Mr. Strange. Mm. Mm, Maybe Wolverine? It's iconic, but do we love it? The yellow Wolverine outfit, you know what that I mean? Wolver- you know what? I wasn't even thinking the X-Men. I would love to dress up as, like, Mr. Sinister. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Mr. Sinister. I always thought Mr. Sinister was, like, one of the most badass-looking characters on the face of the Earth. So if you told me, that, like, hey, here's this Mr. Sin- but, like, I don't want it to be, like, one of the rubber masks. Like, I would just want to do... Like the the white face paint and put color in my hair and stuff. I wouldn't. I I hate these costumes with the masks because then you lose like facial expressions and the ability to connect with people who are also at the same gathering that you are with eye contact and such. So I would, if I were to do a Mister Sinister, I would have to do it up with a lot of good makeup. A lot of good. Always. A mask is no fun. You have to have your facial expressions. That's part of the costume. Reacting. Unless you're some monster man, that's okay. Hmm. All right. I think that's good. All right, Joe. It's an interesting big finish. Because I don't know. Like, I bet if we came back next week, we'd have, like, a hot list. Uh, we probably we'll remember. If we oh, thought about it for this thing. Yeah, like, when you said Wolverine, like, the X-Men hadn't even crossed my mind. No, it's true. Because it's like, who's the superhero that's popular now? You know, you're trying to think. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you know, I love the Wonder Twins. They're, you know, something stupid. You never know. You uh, know, in, in all honesty, like, even something like a, like, if I dressed up as Jubilee, that's a great costume, yeah. Like, I, because I, Jubilee, I always liked the character of Jubilee. And I think that's something recognizable, 100%. especially for our age group who grew up with the 92 animated X-Men series. Like, that would be kind of cool if I had that yellow jacket and the big glasses propped over my head. Like, I shoot fireworks out of my hands. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> Getting chased by the fucking Sentinels through the shopping mall. 
everyone would know who I was. Uh, all right, Joe. Let's uh, let's wrap this episode up here. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to subscribe to us. Leave five-star review. Tweet it to us at Car Jomez. And then you could possibly win a signed 8x10 from both me and Gomez. Remember to follow us on all of the social media at Car Jomez. You can follow all my stuff at The Joe Shoes. Remember to check out my Pro Wrestling Tea store, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes. And subscribe to my YouTube youtube.com slash joe shoes the gomez 154 instagram and twitter and we will be back next week talking about more episodes of the same shows we just talked about this week <laughs> oh i'm trying to think i don't think nothing comes out this week but next the next next the week, week after gonna, that however. we gonna have some stuff <laughs> yeah but that's next next week until then folks that's a moray cowboy peace